all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Happy New Year, everybody! <laughs> That's right, welcome to the new year. Um, sure, uh, as, as time marches on, I seem to be doing this less and less frequently, but uh, I keep on plugging along for God knows what reason. Yeah, that's right, it's the new year, and it's time to have another existential crisis of, uh, what the fuck am I even doing with my life? Yay, okay, alright, it's not that bad. I did have a, a little bit of, of, a, of a crisis of late, and we'll get into that in a second, but first, enjoy our musical guest. I guess I really should have waited until like the musical guest was doing something before I said threw it to them. But uh, okay, so today's musical guest is this band called Kook, uh, and I know about Kook uh, because I went to high school with the lead singer. So this is Troy Ashenbrenner's band. Uh, I would describe them as sort of the Melvins meets um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Oh, I don't know, some sort of... Oh, uh, Mastodon, that's what it was. The Melvins meets Mastodon. So anyway, a lot of odd time signatures, a lot of really long songs. I don't understand that. But anyway, okay, so now that the band is cooking, enjoy yourself some kook. Okay, so... Um, all right, so what's so what was the sense of the existential crisis? So, um, I, as a hobby, I make uh, fan art for fan animations for this uh, podcast that I listen to called My Brother, My Brother and Me. It's an advice show, and people write in questions. Half of the questions come from Yahoo Answers. If you're not familiar with Yahoo Answers, Yahoo Answers is just the just the garbage pit of. <laughs> of, you know, dumb questions where, you know, people just ask stupid shit. Um, and they basically never answer or help anyone. They just sort of improv and riff on, like, sort of fake advice, I guess if you could call it that. Uh, anyway, uh, it's and so if you take, you know, one of their improv bits and just cut out that little bit, then you make an, I make an animation out of it. And so, uh, I was, I, you know, I, I made an animation and it took me a really long time and I put it up and it got good response and I just got all full of myself and I thought, oh, this is fantastic. And then I talked to a friend of mine who uh, is a professional photographer and he's actually being able to monetize YouTube, and YouTube's kind of fucking gross, uh, because they have, I, I don't know how they justify this, but they say that originally when they started their uh, monetization program, they were like, look, if you have a thousand, no, they said, we'll pay you, you put up your videos, 
we'll pay you per view. Now, mind you, the per view is probably, because I, I, working in ad tech in the past, I, I know that we uh, were selling ads on um, Huffington Post for $12 per thousand impressions. So basically, if a thousand people saw your ad one time, then you would pay us $12, right? Now, I know what you're thinking. That doesn't, that seems really cheap. Yeah, well, most advertising, most advertising goes unnoticed, right? So uh, most advertisers are like, yeah, we need to bombard these websites, you know, with millions of impressions. So now you're, you're talking about millions of impressions. You're probably talking about $50,000, $100,000, you know, so, uh, so anyway, so uh, this professional photographer friend of mine's like, oh yeah, I'm a, I, I, oh wait, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. So then YouTube, they realized what was happening was people were, they, they were paying out everybody, right? Everybody was uploading videos and each one of the videos would get, you know, some of these videos would get a million views, right? Uh, and then they would pay out to these people, I don't know, maybe a thousand dollars or something. And they were like, God damn, like it's fucking Google, right? Like why they care always amazes me, but they were like, oh no, um, hmm, this, we're paying out to too many people. How about this? How about we have to, we have to get, we're only gonna pay you if you can prove that you can you can draw eyeballs to your channel. So you have to have at least a thousand subscribers and you have to have over 4,000 hours viewed. Uh, and so, I, you know, it's just a way to dick people over because if you've got one video that's got, you know, a hundred million views, you don't get paid because no one's gonna subscribe to your channel if you've only put up one video. So they won't pay you. But yet you are making Facebook, or I'm sorry, not Facebook, Google, a tremendous amount of money because now that video has had ads put in front of it. And nowadays it's not just one ad, but it's at least two ads. So, uh, uh, so that means you've, you've garnered them two million impressions. So, right, so this, this also feeds into my existential dread because I have a professional photographer friend and he um, actually is able to monetize his YouTube account. He, he's, you know, he puts up, you know, he's got a drone and so he has drone footage and he, you know, he, he makes videos just about anything and somehow I think he's just got this tremendous social network so he managed to get enough people to subscribe that he's been able to monetize this so good for him but i was talking to him and then of course fucking my over imagination gets cranking and he's like yeah i make like 100 150 bucks a month and you know he, and he doesn't do anything like people just discover his videos because you know, they get on some, you know, uh, rabbit hole about drone footage and they go to his thing and they get him some views and whatever and maybe some comments, I don't know. And so anyway, so my brain is like, oh my God, what a great retirement plan. 
Like, wouldn't that be awesome if I could just do animation for fun in my retirement and make 100, 150 bucks a month doing it? That'd be awesome. So then I, I made a short animation. There was just this, like these, uh, just the host of the podcast out of nowhere and a really clean drop of him saying, exquisite toes. And I, I could put the real in, real one in, but it doesn't matter because that's exactly what it sounds like. I've heard it a thousand times. It makes me laugh every single time. Exquisite toes. And I had a bunch of stuff from the previous animation I did that featured toes, oddly enough. And so um, I just made a quick animation, you know, focused on the toes, uh, did a little lip sync of him saying exquisite toes. I was so proud of myself. I banged it out in like four hours, right? That's, that's, that is unheard of for me. Um, and, and I actually got the lip syncing right this time. I was so proud of myself. And then I posted it to the Facebook group. The Facebook group for this podcast has 50,000 members. So you are really targeting the people who care about this and yet there's a bunch of them who potentially could watch it. So then I post the video and it's a moderated group. I mean, you've got 50,000 people in it. Yeah, you're gonna have to moderate it. People are gonna put in all kinds of garbage. So I, I was waiting around and they finally just denied my post. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, it's not, you know, I went through, I went back, I read the group rules, I looked at everything. I'm just like, ah. And then I really, really went down. I, I went down on myself. Oh, maybe that's what I should be doing. Maybe I should spend all my time just trying to blow myself. Because honestly, to God, at the end of the day, at least I'd have something to show for it. Or maybe I wouldn't if I, unless I swallowed my own jizz. Because really, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. I get it, right? Like if you're jizzing on a plate or a napkin or a towel or something, like you're not going to eat your own jizz. But if you're fucking sucking your own dick, of course you're going to eat your own jizz. It's your jizz. All right, now maybe this is a hot take. Maybe everybody who's listening to this is like, are you out of your mind? No way. But look, I, I mean, I'm not going to pull out sucking my own dick and then jizz somewhere else. I want to jizz in my own eye. I don't want to jizz. I, I, that, I, I was going to say that came out wrong, just like my jizz. I said that wrong. I don't really want to come in my mouth. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to be sucking my own dick and then have to, uh, I, yeah, I just have figured if, if I'm already sucking my own dick, is, is eating my jizz really that much of a leap? Am I really, like, crossing a line at that point? Because if you're drawing the line there, your priorities are very strange. So anyway, so then I'm going down this, this spiral of like, well, what am I even doing, right? Like, am I wasting my time doing this dumb animation? Like, 
should, shouldn't I be doing something more valuable with my free time? But then I'm just like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, the idea of not creating something seems crazy too. Like, I just love creating stuff that the idea of not doing it, it seems impossible to me. So there's this other group that's not moderated called um, This Seems Adjacent to the name of the podcast. My Brother, My Brother and Me is the name of the podcast. I really enjoy it. I think it's really funny. They certainly don't need the plug. Um, but uh, uh, so the brothers that are on the show are the McElroy brothers. So the Facebook group is I feel like this is McElroy adjacent. So I took the video, I posted it there, and I was like, okay, um, you know, hey, I'm, I made this video, it got rejected from the main group, I'm just gonna put it here. And it felt a little bit better, right? It felt a little bit better to be like, okay, even though um, I, I didn't get, I'm not gonna get as many eyeballs on it as, I, as, the, as the other group, I, I feel better that at least it has a home somewhere, right? Like, it's not just me pissing into the wind. Like, I could get some people to look at it. Now, keep in mind, the difference between this video and the previous video. The previous video got 2,500 views. This video got 129 views. You know, I mean, it's just sort of like, it's, it's not, I mean, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be about me trying to get views and trying to monetize and thinking about money. Like, I should be just doing this because I want to do it. But there is, uh, there is some part of me that's like, I really want to do this for the gratification that people like it and enjoy it and consume it. Anyway, so... Uh, anyway, the good news is is that I heard back from the admins um, because they are also members of the adjacent group, even though they don't admin it. They were like, oh, sorry about that. It was just a problem with the mobile app. Um, it's just a glitch. Just go ahead and resubmit it. So I have not resubmitted it yet, um, but I will. I, I, I needed to change the poster image uh, because um, I guess fucking snowflakes in the group um, get weirded out by feet or something so and there's feet in the image which honestly I tell you I, I thoroughly believe that that poster image is responsible for most of the 2500 views I got on the previous video uh, it was it looked good it looked like something you would want to watch you know, it's, you're not getting a, I mean, look, out of 50,000 people in the group, I could only get 2,500 people. I, I, I mean, you can't just throw up anything and just expect to get eyeballs on it. It just doesn't work that way. So anyway, it, 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 I know this is going, you feel like this is going nowhere, but where I'm going with this is, um, it was really interesting because I, I was talking to my coworker and I, we were talking about, I was like, how's your day going? And she's like, oh, I'm just having existential angst. And I was like, me too. And it was really nice to like connect with somebody. But then, of course, that connection just completely went away when I talked to her the next day, and I was like, 
hey, how's how's your angst going? She's like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it. Like, we were really sharing something in that kitchen. And we were talking about all these, like, you know, feelings and what am I doing and why do I care about my job so much and, like, all this stuff. And then it all, I really felt like I had, like, a kindred spirit with her. Uh, and then it all just, she just, I don't know. Maybe I made it up. Maybe she thought better of it, or maybe it was just, I, I who knows, but uh, it was a bummer. All right, so enough bummer talk. We got, we got, we got way more things to talk about that aren't bummers. So for one, if you are listening to this, you listen to podcasts and you like podcasts. So I highly recommend the podcast app called Overcast. It is everything that the iTunes pod or the, the iPhone podcast app isn't. Um, it, it's, it's customizable as hell. Um, you can set global preferences. You can set preferences per podcast. The only thing it does not have in it is an equalizer, which would have been really nice uh, because I bought these new headphones and they're a little on the little on the bright side, a little tinny, a little sharp in the eardrum. Hey, hey, buddy, hey. That's my Brian Regan impression for the one person listening who knows who that is. Hey, buddy, a little sharp in the eardrum, huh? Hey. There you go. So I've got this guy who sits next to me. I've got two guys that sit next to me, one on either side. I tell you, man, so we've got a group of six people, right? I am convinced only two of them are doing any work and I am not one of the two. <laughs> um, we've got one, the guy to my right, he's the guy who sleeps at his desk. And uh, the guy on my left plays Mario Kart Tour. That's what it's called. Mario Kart Tour. I think it's only available for iPhone and iPad at the moment. I really enjoy it. I, look, I mean, I wouldn't be playing it at work, but I really, I really, uh, I get where that guy's coming from, right? It's a lot of fun uh, and super addictive. Uh, and, but, so the guy, the guy who plays Mario Kart, I saw him um, coming to work the other day and he drives a Beamer, and on his license plate, it says BMW VP. Now, he's not a VP. Uh, it's, I'm just like, what, what is this coming from? Like, why, what is, what is this license plate even supposed to mean? Oh, and the other thing about this guy, I, I, I interviewed with him. He was one of the four people who interviewed me uh, when I was trying to get this job. And I had seen in his resume that he had been at this company for like six or seven years. And I was like, why are you still here? Because, you know, that's always, that's always a, a weird red flag, especially in the tech economy. It's like nobody stays anywhere for more than two years. If you, if you do, people think you're weird, uh, which sucks because I want to stay somewhere for a long time. I don't want to move around. 
but um, I kind of know now why he stays because this guy fucking does nothing. He's either playing Mario Kart or he's reading Yahoo News or I mean, I swear the dude must work like, I don't know, half an hour a day, 45 minutes. Anyway, uh, so BMW VP, good for you, dude. Way to way to think a lot of yourself. So I was walking my dog the other day, and you know, as much as I, I, I find this dog to be very high maintenance and barks a lot and hates new people, uh, it does get me out. Gets me out and about and seeing things in the neighborhood. And the thing I saw in the neighborhood was my neighbor's ass crack. Now, most of you are probably saying to yourself, I don't want to see my neighbor's ass crack. Well, yes, it, true, I, I look, I agree. Just like jizzing in my mouth, I don't want to see my neighbor's ass crack unless my dick is already in my mouth, okay? And so my neighbor's ass crack was in my eyeballs and I could not stop staring at it because the guy seemed to have an abnormally high ass crack. And I, I was studying him because <laughs> his back was to me, obviously, uh, and he does not have eyeballs in his ass crack, um, but he's got a big gut. And so I was doing the math on his pants, on his sweatpants, and his gut pushes his sweatpants down, and his ass crack, because it's so high, pops up, his, his ass crack is higher than the start of his gut. So there is no, there is no reality in which his pants go above his ass crack. And I know that, look, we gotta submit this guy to Ripley's Believe It or Not. I know, I know, I know, look, you don't need to say it. I know, all of you listening to this are thinking, that's impossible, there's no way his ass crack could be higher than his gut. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it does. I just wish we could get him into Madame Tussauds Wax Museum so hundreds, nay, thousands of tourists every year could see this modern miracle of science. Now, a normal person would identify this issue. Maybe, you know, look, I, I can't fault him, right? His ass crack is like, which we have previously discussed, he does not have eyes back there, right? He does not know that if his shirt rides up or his jacket rides up, his ass crack is exposed to the world. And I'm guessing not a lot of nerves back there, right? Top of your ass, think about top of your ass crack. How many nerves are back there? Sure, butthole, boom nerve central but you just travel a few inches north or in this man's case a foot and a half north uh you will find in not so much uh which is why people get back tattoos because it doesn't hurt as much okay so i just think it's weird that no family member but then again look hey 
I would not want to have that discussion with my family member. I would not want to go to my dad, my grandfather, and just be like, you have the tallest ass crack I have ever seen. Yeah, frame it as a compliment. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Let me tell you. You got a tall ass ass crack, man. I wish, I wish my ass crack was half as tall as yours. Oh, you got some tall ass ass crack, man. I could see it from across the street. And literally I could, I was across the street. So I think for like a Christmas gift or something, somebody just needs to buy this guy like a, a like a duster. Like if you, if, if, if somebody makes a sweatsuit trench coat, uh, they totally should. I mean, Granted, not a huge audience, like an audience of one. Uh, one long ass, ass, ass crack. Oh, jeez, long ass, ass crack, man. But maybe there's more. Maybe there's more people out there that would have long ass, ass crack. Whew. Something to think about. So clearly, I I have lost my mind. Uh, I was at work the other day, and one of the things we're really trying to pinpoint at work is who are the customers that benefit the most from our services. Um, who who are the ones that like if 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 they purchase our service. Um, how will we get them to continue on a monthly basis to purchase our service as opposed to other customers who like purchase it, they sign up for a year and then they're like, nah, not for me. I'll see you later. Um, and so they had a slide up in one of these meetings and the, and, and the guy had a slide of the super friends, 1977, 70, no, 74. Three. No, wait, that's Land of the Lost. 77, fuck it, who cares? IMDB that shit, I'm not gonna. Uh, and and it had the old school super friends and they were all like flying out of the center and um, he was like, yeah, we need this. We need more super friends. And then, you know, they, they and he talked about like how we find them and all this shit. And then the other person he was talking to as part of this demo to the entire company, the other person just lightheartedly was like, Hey, were the Wonder Twins part of the Super Friends? And he was like, no, I don't think so. She was like, okay. And I let out an audible shriek from my desk because me and another coworker had just been talking about the Wonder Twins. And then they said, no, they're not. And I just went, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, that Brian, more Brian Regan for it. Buddy, come on! Hey. Uh, so, yeah, and then I so the, this meeting actually happens in the kitchen, and I was taking the meeting from my desk because I had some things to do. I actually went to the kitchen to correct them, and then I didn't. There was no good time to do it, and then by the end of it, I was just like, "What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm, nobody cares." I'm not gonna stop a corporate meeting just to be like, I'm sorry, the Wonder Twins were absolutely involved. It's like, fuck myself. Uh, anyway, so, but what's bananas about 
the, the super friends is I went back and uh, went through their IMDb. This show is unkillable. It was on for seven seasons that spanned 11 years. So it had one season and then it went away for like three years and then it came back and then the Wonder Twins are in season two and then they, they leave and then they come back and now it's the Legion of Doom and then they leave and then they come back and they've got a brand new name and it's like Justice for uh, Super Friends uh, Battle for Justice and that goes on for and it was just like, well, I don't remember any of this. I remember, I just remember Legion of Doom before Legion of Doom and I watched it 9,000 times because that's what you do when you're a kid you watch the same goddamn thing over and over again okay so this this is my favorite thing ever so Miriam was at uh, some rec center or something and somebody had left on the table a um, a presidential calendar so this is a calendar that is put together as a thank you gift for people who donate to the uh, uh, Republican Party uh, or at least the Republic, yeah, the Republican Party, right. So it's all of Trump's three, first three years uh, uh, as president. And I'm flipping through it and I'm realizing that like half of these pictures are not great to start with. And then many of them are of Melania. And so I'm like, what's going on here? So at the at the front page, they have this big preamble that's like, uh, hey, this is a thank you, blah, blah, blah. But in there it says, and once again, we would like to thank the first lady, Melania Trump, uh, for hand picking every single one of these photos. Oh, sweet Jesus. So. I have scanned the calendar and made it into a PDF and it is in the um, iTunes feed. So if you use the iTunes, um, if you use the iTunes uh, uh, app on your computer, you will see a PDF in the feed. You might see it on your phone too, I don't know. Anyway, you gotta check it out because it is so insanely narcissistic. I mean, holy crap. Because, the, I mean, it's clearly Melania made it about herself, right? It's, it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It, it almost feels like, honestly, like somebody stopped her at one point and was like, hey, honey, sweetie, I love you, but you gotta have some pictures of the president in there. And she was like, I don't know, do I have to? I mean, the Donald, he is on the TVs and the moving pictures like all the time, I don't know. I mean, what about, you thought this was my time? Yes or no? So, yeah, check it out. It's 
bananas. So, um, just like at the high school reunion, and I was asking everybody about, you know, how you imagined being an adult versus how you actually feel now as an adult, uh, I was asking people about that at um, our Thanksgiving of Friends uh, back in November, and uh, I was asking people kind of about their career path and things that, you know, maybe they wish they had done differently and everything. And one of the people uh, that was there is this guy, Ron. And Ron, um, he uh, is, he, uh, he works for the uh, junior college system of San Mateo County. And I was asking him, because he just got his PhD in education, because that's kind of the career arc, you know, like without it, he can't progress any farther than where he's at. And I asked him about getting the PhD and, you know, sort of the career that he's in and all of this. And he said, um, referring to getting into the education, he said, once you go down that path, it will forever dominate your destiny. And I thought that was a beautiful way of saying it because it kind of does, like no matter what you do, it kind of dominates your destiny because changing careers, unless you do what Miriam did and you get, you know, you, you go through that, you know, therapy path or, or some other, you know, occupational school or whatever, like once you go down this road, nobody wants to hire you for anything else. Nobody wants to take a gamble on you. They want someone who has done a thing for a while. And the more you do that thing, the more that they only want to hire you to do that thing. Nobody wants to take a chance. And so finally, um, Another person at that Thanksgiving of Friends, um, he, <laughs> I asked him about, you know, because he's not doing broadcasting. I'm not doing broadcasting other than this little show. But I asked him, I was like, you know, look, you're not doing broadcasting. I mean, don't you think it would be better if you had just gotten into this sooner? And to be fair, he kind of did get into it really soon. Wait, way before I got into doing support. And he said, uh, oh wait, I wrote it down. He said, um, our broadcasting degrees taught us to tell stories and think about problems and communicate problems in ways other disciplines have not. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's a little Peter Griffin. There's a little, there's a little bit of that in that Brian Regan. Anyway, um, no, I would say no. I would say like the people who get into broadcasting, they have that already. Like broadcasting didn't teach me that. And in fact, broadcasting didn't teach me anything about storytelling at all. It was like 
more of the technical stuff. It's like, put a camera here and don't shoot into the sun and make sure, you know, and of course, everything, everything from my broadcasting degree is completely fucking useless. Actually, not everything. That's not true. There are some things. But as uh, other listeners of this podcast know who graduated around the same time with the same degree, uh, we all got out of school and the digital revolution just came and fucked us in the ass because... There, we did not learn on those tools, and all of those tools was what everybody was using. So, thank you very little. So, uh, all right, well, I think we ended on a high note. Now, medium note, let's just go medium note. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, okay, all right, high note. Let's end on a high note. Um, I just watched on HBO uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, Drew Goddard wrote and directed. Uh, he also wrote and directed Cabin in the Woods, uh, for those of you who enjoyed that. And there's one other thing that he did that I really liked, and I can't remember what it is right now. Watch it. Bad Times at the El Royale, starring John Hamm, um, uh, Dakota Johnson, uh, 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 the fabulous Baker Boy, the dude, who is the dude from The Big Lebowski? You know who I'm talking about. Jeff Bridges, ha ha, Tron, yay. Um, They're all in it. Oh, and uh, Chris Hemsworth, who does a really good American accent, who barely has his shirt on through most of the movie, if you're into that kind of thing. yeah, watch it. It's it's gonna leave HBO really soon, but um, I, I highly recommend it. Um, so, hey, hey, happy note, right? Uh, so, oh, and I will say, based on this movie, anything Drew Goddard does, I'm in. I'm gonna watch it, because he's got enough of a track record that um, I, I, I've loved enough, I respect him, he's on, he's on the, uh, the go list. All right, all right. So, from me, from the music of Bright Brown and Kook, look him up on Bandcamp. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and oh yeah, and let's do this one more time. Do that!